Do you discriminate when it comes to which bits of your health and what bits of your body you think are important to look after? We all do it a little bit, don't we? Some people might eat really well, but they're not so good at exercise. Others are good at going to the GP for a checkup, but not the dentist. Some people seem to happily wear glasses to improve their sight, but might not be so quick to wear a hearing aid that you can't even see. Hi, I'm Penny Terry, and I found out that I very irrationally discriminated against my hearing health. Yet, as Claire from Hearing Australia will tell you, you're missing out on a whole lot more than just some really cool tech. So what happens when Claire tells people about her job as an audiologist? They say, what's that? Or, oh, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) And then move on. And then move on. Um, Occasionally someone will know what it is or they'll have heard the audio part and think I work with sound equipment and, you know, maybe mixing music or something like that. Yeah. So what do you do? What's the best way to describe it in a way that it doesn't matter who you are, will understand? I test hearing. I fit hearing aids, but I help people to rediscover their hearing. I'm a bit like an art restorer. (laughs) So I uh, restore what's been lost, try and bring it back to something that it was before, something that was beautiful, but sometimes you can't always bring it back to what it was. That's the same with art restorers as well. So you do your best and then you help to, um, I suppose, smooth the edges. Most people will be listening to you, Claire, thinking, oh, there's someone in my life that I should send her away because I've been yelling at them for years. How long does it usually take people to actually walk in the door and see someone like you? The average is about seven years. Yeah. Why? Why aren't they going in? There's a whole lot of different barriers. A lot of people don't know what an audiologist is. That's a good start. Um, second of all, they're worried about having to pay lots of money for hearing aids or they're worried about finding out that they have a hearing loss, even though they, they know maybe deep down that they do. We uh, also have a certain perception of ourselves. So people see themselves a certain way and so they might be worried that I don't want to have to have hearing aids because only old people have hearing aids, which is not true. Mm. And also there are plenty of people that have seen hearing aids from many years ago and they remember how big they were and how ugly they could be. So new hearing aids these days are fantastically small and they can be really discreet. Can we get one out? There is some. Oh, you've got a whole box of them. Do you pull this out when you're working with people? So it helps people to know what they're actually going to have. So this is a nice tiny one there. So that's about half the size of my thumb and I've got pretty small hands. So that tucks in behind the ear, a little wire into the ear and... Uh, we adjust the sound according to your hearing results. We've got rechargeable ones like this one here. Okay, they're a bit longer and skinnier. Yeah, then you've got the ones that go right into the ear as well. Okay, and there's just a tiny little bit that sticks That's out. Right. And some of the hearing aids have Bluetooth built in now. So it's like having um, a Bluetooth headset to use your phone. Um, I have someone who spends most of his day in the garden listening to audiobooks and he loves it through his hearing aids. Yeah. Oh, my God, how the world's changed. So now you might have people coming to you saying, are you sure I don't have a hearing loss because I want to be able to get one of these fancy Bluetooth devices? Yeah, exactly. Um, And they're fantastic. Um, Another client as well was able to, for the first time, use his mobile and complain to the council about something. So he loved that. <laughs> the idea of putting off 
getting your hearing checked, um, and you said the average was seven years, how can that be detrimental to your overall health and wellbeing? Hearing loss has been linked to things like depression, anxiety, higher rates of hospitalisation, and the biggest one for me um, is dementia as well. When you have to work hard to listen, the brain reorganises itself. You have to use more of your brain, that's why you get tired. So some of the research is suggesting that because there's such a strong link between hearing loss and dementia, um, wearing hearing aids can actually slow those changes down. It's not a cure. I'm definitely not going to say it's a cure, but it does slow things down. And we know that wearing hearing aids is something that should be looked at if you think you've got a hearing loss in the middle age, right where I am at the moment. So you have to start sooner rather than waiting till it's actually a problem. Because a lot of people say, well, I don't want to worry about it now, maybe when I'm really having trouble. But if you start sooner, it's easier to get used to them. You're preventing that change of your um, that's happening in your brain, that reorganisation, and it's actually better for you in the long term. So it's a little bit like um, watching your diet, eating the right things. If you're actually looking after your ears as well, in the long term, it's better for you. When you think about somebody that you've helped, so a particular client, patient um, that you've helped, that it's really changed their life, is there a story that comes to mind? Yeah, it's one um, that was quite early on when I started working. A mother and her daughter came in, quite an elderly mother, and her daughter was there to to bring her in and and support. And their relationship was obviously a little bit strained because as I was asking my usual questions about general health and what medications you might be taking, what problems you've had with your hearing in the past and what you're worried about now – She was taking a little while to answer all those questions. She was a bit hesitant and every time she was hesitating, her daughter in the background would be sighing and just jumping in and saying, oh, mum, and just giving the answer and talking over. So because we work over a series of appointments, we'll start off with the testing, finding what they need. Over the next few appointments after we fitted the hearing aids and I spent time showing her how to use them, and we did take time. It did take a while, but we worked through it patiently. She came back the, for the final follow-up appointment having worn these hearing aids. She'd been able to use them, and when she did wear them, she was able to hear. They had great conversations at home, the two of them. And what really stuck with me was that the daughter thanked me for showing how a little bit of patience goes a long way with her mum. It's Just thinking about that situation, how long does it take to get a hearing aid working for you? correctly? Well, depending on what we're actually setting up, some of the styles I've shown you there, they're really small ones. We can test your hearing and trial them all on the same day. Sometimes it's a bit too much to do it all in one go and that's okay. I I often actually prefer to wait and roll it out over a few appointments, but we can start straight away. And what's it like when people first start using hearing aids? It varies quite a lot. For some people, it's all too much because they need to start a bit more slowly because they might have waited a really long time to come in um, and their hearing might have actually been slowly deteriorating over the last 20 more or more years. So we're putting back sounds that they haven't heard for that long and so it can be a bit of a shock. Now, one of your colleagues before was talking about it sort of like having a mixing board that you see the sound engineers using. Is that mm-hmm. part of your job to yeah. put them up and down? Oh, you're going to get something up on the computer screen. I'll show you on my computer. So 
We've got here different sound processing options so that we can actually get the hearing aids to focus on speech when there's noise all around you. Really important things. This, uh, I mean, what you've shown me there does look a little bit like a radio desk that, that we yeah. would use to put different sounds up and down, particularly people who mix music, making sure that the sound is equalised. Um, and is this a process that you'll go through um, over maybe even months with some of your clients? Yeah, so we start off with setting all of that sound up in the first fitting appointment. So we do the testing, which... Um, shows you, you get the audiogram, which is a graph, shows you what sounds you are or aren't hearing well. And then we feed that into the programming, use your ears, put little tubes in there to know exactly how much is coming out of the hearing aid. And then we can, yeah, tune up the sound to what it should be. But then we actually check with you, it sounds all right. (laughs) Don't trust the machines. (laughs) No, no, because everyone's experience is a little bit different. When you say what sounds you are hearing and what you're not hearing, Mm -hmm. what's a real life example of that? Yeah, so a lot of people come in saying, um, I can hear but I can't understand. So particularly in a noisier room. uh, And that's because a lot of people start off with a high pitch hearing loss. Um, That's part of the ageing process, but it can also be related to noise damage. It damages the same sort of part of the ear. Um, And so often they're missing out on the clarity you can't pick out the the actual sounds, the S, T, H, C, H sounds, and then you're picking up the low pitch sounds, mm, mm, e, or so that's all that mumbly sound. So you get just in the noise. So when we set up the hearing aids, we're bringing you all the, the sharper sounds back in. It makes it clearer. If that is you and you are listening now, I'm sorry about the mumbling, but um, <laughs> it sounds like you might need to go and see Claire or someone like Claire <laughs> to get it sorted out. What do people talk to you about uh, the biggest change that uh, getting their hearing supported um, has made to their lives? Just being able to talk with their family, being able to actually have a conversation, not say, what did you say? Not mistake what people are saying to them and, you know, cause arguments. There's a whole lot of arguments and people that say, thank you, you've saved my my whole marriage <laughs> with these hearing aids. Um a lot of the time people might say, oh, mum's starting to lose it a bit, but really it's probably the hearing. Yeah, it's something that you don't always think about. Hearing is one of the last things people do think about. How heartbreaking is that for the person who might be experiencing the hearing loss, that other people are talking about them mm-hmm. in this way, but it could be something simple. I mean, is that a frustration of your job? Yeah, it is, um, especially because I actually do travel out into nursing homes. So I, I do see how difficult some of the communication can be. By putting a, a hearing device on, it might not be a hearing aid. We have a whole lot of other different devices. A simple set of headphones with a microphone attached um, can make such a big difference. And it can be really beautiful to see how suddenly this person who is just sitting there looking off into space can then really engage with a conversation with you. Um, and it can make such a big difference to how they appear that it's quite often not that their dementia is that bad, it's the hearing is that bad. For people who maybe want to have that conversation with someone who's close to them about their hearing, have you got any tips on how we do that respectfully? Uh, One way that works really well is, so if it's your husband, for example, how about we both get our hearing checked? Sneaky. So sneaky. (laughs) That works? It, It works quite often, yeah. Huh. Clever. Help for you and someone you care about. 
at the same time. Claire is from Hearing Australia. You can find out all their details online. I'll put them in the show notes too. Claire says a screening only takes about five minutes and you can also get some help to understand if you qualify for funding to get your hearing supported or what other options might be available to you with the many audiologists that work both publicly and privately in our communities. Don't forget to give this episode a share on Facebook or a like on Instagram. Just search for HealthSpeak and help us get this info to the people who need it most. This project was funded by the Healthy Tasmania Community Innovation Grants through the Tasmanian Government.